Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. This is Richard Gearhart and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. At Passage to Profit, we're all about the creativity, energy, and excitement that comes from starting your own business. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yes, people just like our listeners. People who are excited about taking a leap of faith and starting their own business. With so many tools and opportunities, there's never been a better time to start your own project. Get inspired by listening to Passage to Profit right here on WOR 710. You'll get great advice from those who made the journey and get great tips and inspiration. And you can have a great experience meeting with one of our celebrity guests, entrepreneurs. Come to a Passage to Profit meetup and pitch your idea to be on the show. Go to the Passage to Profit meetup site and sign up. It's that simple. So today we're going to talk about money. Ah, money. (laughs) How to make it, how to keep it, how to use it to grow your business. Richard started Gearheart Law with our savings and a wing and a prayer. <laughs> working from the especially a prayer. Yeah, working from the attic of our house. I wasn't working. Well, if you don't consider raising a preteen and a teenager work. Yeah, and if you knew our teenagers, you'd understand how much work that really was. <laughs> but um, money was tight. I remember when you cobbled together that server from three different computers around the house. Yeah, and it barely worked. And I was grateful when we could afford a real server. And I would never try anything like that again (laughs) for anything serious. But we watched every penny and we saved what we could. While our friends were going on great vacations and partying, we were working. We're still doing that. (laughs) So the point is, in the end, you have to spend less than you take in. You can use a line of credit for a little while, but eventually you have to pay it back. So you have to be cautious. We limit a lot of expenditures and put the money back into the business. Our kids didn't really notice. They were still eating well and participating in after-school activities, but it was pretty tight there for a while. We made a small profit the first year by keeping expenses low and then reinvested in the firm. As the years went by, our profits grew, but our expenses have grown too, so it's always a juggling act. It is. We just seem to be keeping a lot more balls in the air these days. (laughs) But the business is healthy, and we have over 14 employees now, and we're still growing. And we continue to watch the expenses through and always will. So. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that trip to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a while yet. <laughs> maybe if you listen to our next guest, you'll get it someday. So our first guest is Juan Anderson. He's the credit doctor. After we interview Juan and pick his brain for wisdom, you'll hear pitches from three up-and-coming entrepreneurs. And after the pitches, you, our listeners, can go to the Passage to Profit page at GearHeartLaw.com And vote for your favorite pitch. That's Gearheart Law, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T. You can vote for a week, but you only get to vote once. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get your friends to go to the page and vote. And if they can't remember the name, tell them to remember it by imagining you walking down a passage with a huge pot of gold at the end. Passage to profit. Yes. And may your passage be short and your profit be huge. 
After the break, we'll be talking with Juan. Stay tuned. You're listening to Passage to Profit, WOR 710, the voice of New York. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney. Spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our special guest this week is Juan Anderson. He's a sought-after speaker who has an amazing personal story of how he hit rock bottom financially but fought back to prosperity. He's also the author of several books. Juan, thank you for joining us on Passage to Profit. Tell us your story. Sure. Um, I'm Juan. I go by Juan the Credit Doc. And a little bit about me. Um, I'm a person, as Richard said, I hit rock bottom. I've been through the trenches related to uh, bad credit. I've been bankrupt three times. I've had repossessions, wage garnishments, and things of that nature throughout my 20s. One of them as a result of a failed business. And I have been able to pull myself out of the gutter uh, related to my credit. Um, I have a mid 700 credit score. I've been able to acquire close to 180,000 in uh, credit access, um, which has allowed me to um, venture out into full entrepreneurship and leave my full-time job. And uh, that's just a little bit about me. Um, I do consult with clients all across the country. I offer full credit repair. Um, but more or less, one thing that's really important to me that um, I'm really about is really changing people's mindsets related to credit, finance, and helping them live their best lives. That's great. So how did you get yourself in trouble in the first place? Oh, man, I would say with me, uh, one of the first things that sticks out is just not really having the education. Um, Growing up, we didn't really talk about finances or credit in my household. Um, We didn't really have programs like that to really offer us any information in school. So when I turned 18, it was just basically within three months, I kind of jacked up my credit. I had three credit cards that I maxed out. Um, my first bankruptcy, I was 21, um, and I started a business around like the age of 23, 24, which unfortunately bankrupted me again when I was about 25. And uh, I just spent really the rest of my 20s in like a really bad situation so, uh, with my credit. So what kind of things did you spend your money on? Oh, man. Oh, God. Cars, apartments, clothes, uh, shoes, anything you could think of as far as like a waste. Um, <laughs> you could, <laughs> I did well, you need things. a car, right? I mean, <laughs> did you buy a Maserati or something? No. Or? And you, it, the surprising thing was is that um, because my credit was so bad starting out into adulthood, the cars that I were getting weren't even like nice cars. But it's just that... You know, when you have bad credit, you're paying double, triple sometimes what these cars are worth. So um, I found that by the time I was 21, 
I mean, my first car was like a Ford Taurus, so it wasn't nothing I, like... I had a Ford Taurus, too, by the way, and you're right. Yes, it is did. not a Maserati. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, so it, it, I mean, and that got repossessed. So, I mean, yeah, it was just a, a, just a long journey of just being uneducated and just making very poor financial decisions. Well, it's funny that you bring up being young and doing this because our son, who is 26, just got this fabulous new job making double what he was making before, and he texted us today and said, hey... I want to get another credit card. Which one should I get? And Richard's like, none. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, you know, he's 26. So do we give him a lecture or do we, you know, is, is it, but I, I just couldn't resist because I could just see this kind of getting out of control. Oh, yeah. And especially when you get a new job and you have more money, that's when you're the most vulnerable because you feel right. like you can pay it back. Um, because you have more money, right? So you're excited. You want to go out and get some things. It's a it's a very vulnerable time when you, you know when when you think you have more money, but you're also uh, more open to temptation, right? So what was your psychology at the time? I mean, were you just really optimistic? What made you kind of find yourself going in that direction? I wouldn't say optimistic. I would say careless. Uh, mm. Would be a better word. I just really didn't give much thought to the consequences for my financial uh, decisions. I just felt like, you know, hey, you know, I'm young. I'll, and you just don't think about what limits it's going to put on your life. Um, and it was just I just lived my life as it was at that point. And um, I think just coming out of the situation, kind of realizing mentally that I had to create a relationship with my credit. I had to understand my money story. Uh, those things really kind of helped me get out of the situation. Was there a breaking point for you? Absolutely. For me, Elizabeth, the breaking point was when I just was told no for a job, that I know that I killed the interview. It wasn't really the um, the denials with the cars and the credit cards, but it was more or less once I couldn't even get a job because of my credit. Um, that's when I really knew that I had to kind of make some changes for myself. And that really hit me right around the time I was about 30. So I really spent from 18 to 30 with just bad credit and just kind of just making very poor decisions. But uh, once I hit 30 years old and realized that my life was just so stalled, I realized that I had to do something and I had to take extreme measures to fix it. And once I started to see my life outside of where I was at that moment and started to kind of envision myself with uh, good credit, because I really got it spiritual and got into visualization and manifestation and things like that, and it really did help. It really did allow me to kind of just see myself, see myself living life with good credit and not necessarily the score, just more or less like what type of house would I live in? What type of car would I drive? You know, what type of job would I have? And once I got myself in that place mentally, my physical just, I mean, I just started to kind of take steps to get there. And it was just kind of miraculous how it happened. So you're putting together a course right now, I understand. Yes. With these concepts to teach young people not to dig themselves the hole that you dug yourself. Absolutely. That's one of the main, that's really what I feel that my purpose is, is really to try to spread my story, be as transparent as possible so that people can really learn from my mistakes and not make the same mistakes that I have. Um, related to uh, the course, yes, it won't really be necessarily for just kids, it'll be for more or less anyone who really needs a true understanding of what credit is and how it works and just different aspects related to bankruptcy, medical costs, student loans. Just It's just going to touch on a wealth of information that most people need to know going into adulthood. 
I think that you have this strength of spirit that keeps you going, that makes you successful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I told you I'm passionate about this. <laughs> and that was my passage. That was my passage to profit. Was there you me go. fixing my credit. Yeah, and helping others. You really want to help others now. So Absolutely. I'm going to take a break here for just a second. I'm going to uh, introduce uh, Adam Samuel. Adam was not really planned to be on the show until probably about 20 minutes ago. He's uh, a friend of mine from way back. We've known each other for 30 years. He's a fellow uh, attorney, although he's not really an attorney in the American sense. He's a barrister in the English sense, and he happens to be working in the credit industry. So, uh, And one of the advantages of having your own radio show is that you get to put your friends on whenever you want. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. And thank you, Juan, for telling us all about the importance of educating yourself about credit. I can't agree more about that because uh, the vast majority of people get themselves into a tangle by simply not doing the maths. And it's not difficult maths. We're talking, um, you know, if you borrow X, you have to pay interest at this rate. And so things will, as you explained, cost a lot more than they appear to on, on the surface. Uh, one of the things that I do in my work uh, is advise businesses, and one of the things we advise them to do is not get into unnecessary credit. Yes, you need credit in order to be able to function in business quite often, but if you start borrowing for the sake of it, you're going to end up in difficulties. Uh, one of the things we do tell people who get into difficulties of all type, and it's not just credit. I do a lot of work with regulated businesses that have to deal with regulators, and the big message we send out for both people in trouble with credit and people in trouble with authorities is reach out to those authorities or those banks or those credit card companies. If you engage with them, then good things start to happen. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, the, once you actually owe a significant amount of money to someone, it's actually in their interests to engage with you. And there may even be legal consequences in certain countries of not engaging with you. One was talking about his books. Well, I've got a book out came out last July on consumer financial services complaint handling. That's, that's one that'll keep you awake at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were joking, right? I'm not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, the thing is, one of the chapters actually deals with consumer credit and, uh, and of the need to be positive, uh, the need to address the issue, not to run away, um, to be open and cooperative, uh, in, in my regulatory business, there's actually a, a principle we, you're required to be open and cooperative with the regulator. Well, it's true with your lender as well. And any other authorities, if you have a council, a local authority issue in a business or anything like that, keep talking. And that's probably the, the key message of all. Um, but don't run away. Uh, Juan didn't get to mention his books. Uh, what were your books? Oh, um, they're, I call them quick books because you can read them both in under an, in under an hour. Uh, my first book is How I Fixed My Shady Credit, because um, it was so shady. Okay. And then my second book is Shady Credit, The College Years, Building and Boosting Your Credit Profile. And are, that's more like an informational book. Are they on Amazon? They're on Amazon. They're both e-books. Uh, the, my first book, How I Fixed My Shady Credit, is 3 bucks. My second book is, I believe, $5. And are they on your website? I have a link on my website that will take you to um, Amazon to purchase them. And my website is wandthecreditdoc.com. Okay. And Adam, what about your book? Where can we find it? You can also find it on Amazon and a variety of other websites, actually. Uh, but I'm afraid it's 907 pages long. And it <laughs> <laughs> Does it have any pictures? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Richard, you shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> 
Whatever. Just because I, I can't imagine myself reading 917 pages, I would need some pictures. The so. actual answer to your question is somebody said that about the first edition, which was only 650 pages. And yes, there are pictures as a result. There are many graphs, though. It's, it's not exactly light entertainment. Um, uh, I have to say that I think there are two chapters. It's about 70, 70 odd pages on credit. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on other things. Richard's point about borrowing to invest makes a great deal of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and also to make sure that uh, you can see how you're going to repay that money. And if you find out you can't, you, you know, if you're leeching, you're borrowing money for payroll and things like that, get your payroll down quickly. Uh, manage your finances. One other thought that actually dials in with what Juan's saying is, that when you're in a business situation, not to have somebody else watching you um, is, a, is a big mistake. I have a, somebody who's watched me for years, mm -hmm. um, who's a business advisor, who told me I wasn't, wasn't going to fail in the first couple of years, because I was sure I was. And, um, and I'm still out there 20 some, 22 years later. And uh, when I have problems pricing contracts, and I, I go and buy him coffee, and we sit down and we redo the, do the numbers, Having somebody to watch over you will also protect you from borrowing money that you can't afford, uh, that you're not going to be able to repay. But it also helps with other aspects of business. Thank you to Juan and uh, Adam Samuel. Uh, I think you'll both be back for the second part of our show, which is the pitch competition. And you're listening to WOR 710, the voice of New York. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. You're now in the pitch portion of the competition. Each contestant will have a total of eight minutes to make their pitch. The first two minutes, they fly solo. And for that time, they describe their project and put it in the best possible light. The remaining time is for the Inquisition, where they'll be challenged by Richard, Elizabeth, Juan, and maybe Adam to describe their project in greater detail and convince the audience that their project is the best. At the end of the program, our listeners will be directed to the Passage to Profit page on the Gearheart Law website, where our listeners can vote for the pitch they like the best. Our first pitch today is Janet Ryan with Spectra Spray of Vitamin Spray. So take it away, Janet. Thank you, Elizabeth, and thank you, Richard, for having me today. Um, like you said, my business is Spectra Spray Global, actually, and we have easy-to-use oral spray vitamins. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, where do you spray them? You spray them inside your mouth, inside each of your cheeks, so that they can absorb pretty much instantly. 
And the problem that this solves is many, many people, over 40% of people in America, cannot or have a fear of swallowing pills. And over 75% of the elderly in some of the homes cannot or will not swallow pills. They have to mash up the vitamins, and they're really not absorbed. So we have a problem. There's a lot of people taking vitamins and getting nothing out of it. Do you take vitamins? Sometimes, yes. Mm -hmm. Do you feel a difference? Yeah, most of the time. Okay, good. Because if you don't, they're probably not absorbing. Part of the problem of taking a vitamin is convenience. Many people have probably 20 bottles in their either their medicine chest or in their kitchen, and they're just sitting there. Oh, yeah, I have vitamin D. Oh, yeah, I have vitamin B12. But these spray vitamins, oral spray vitamins, are high absorption. There's no binders or fillers, so you're only getting the nutrients. There's also, they're non-GMO. They're, most of them are gluten-free or at least vegetarian-friendly. They're able to be used by everyone any age, they can even be dose-adjustable for children or the elderly, and they address basic concerns, foundational concerns that lead towards chronic disease, like vitamin D deficiency, B12 for cognitive, for diabetes, all of that. Um, again, they don't prevent, cure, treat, not allowed to say any of that because of the FDA, but they are manufactured according to the FDA's regulatory GMP, Good Manufacturing Process. Very important because there's a lot of vitamins out there that are not regulated and you have to make sure you're taking something that is going to be safe for you. That's awesome. I have to say I did try these vitamins. I've been using them for a few days. There are a couple things I really like. One is the dosage. So it's supposed to be eight sprays a day or four sprays a day. Correct. You can, depending uh, depending yeah, what so, you want. Yeah, so you can do as many sprays as you want. The other thing I really like about them is that I'm doing the active lifestyle, so I have three different vitamins, but each one is separate on its own because when I take a multivitamin, something in there drives my system crazy. I cannot take multivitamins. They make me sick. It's the minerals. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so with these, you get just exactly what you want. So I really like them. So how did you come up with this? Like, Why did you decide to do this? Well, um, I've spent over 10 years working with doctors, nutritionists, registered dietitians, and they've all taught me that you can only benefit from what you absorb. And at some point in my journey as a wellness and nutraceutical consultant, I met a naturopathic doctor. And he said, you have to see this form of delivery, spray vitamins. And he encouraged me to create my own, private label them, and really just take the ones that are foundational, like I had mentioned before. If you don't have good vitamin D levels, it can affect everything in your health, your brain, your heart, your bone, depression, all of that. So there's just certain foundational vitamins that we've captured, D, B12, CoQ10, that's in your active lifestyle kit, because those vitamins automatically deplete over age 30 or 40. If you don't replete them, and most of them you can't get in food very easily, then they're just not there. And it's hard to think and maybe hard to do a lot of other things. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that my sister is going to be included in that percentage that doesn't like to uh, to swallow pills. So I want to definitely make sure that I tell her about this. Spectraspray.com. Spectraspray. <laughs> I saw you out there demonstrating it. So right. yeah, four sprays a day. I think she can handle that. And you can carry it with you. Take it to work. Take it on the airplane. It's airline compliant. Very easy. So do the vitamins sprays have a flavor? Um, Good question. That a lot of people say, what do they taste like? I'm not putting something in my mouth that I have to taste. They're either mint or they're fruity. have not had anyone say that they didn't like them. 
And we even have a new product, an iron product, that tastes like orangey. It's not irony tasting. And it's non-constipating, goes right into the juggler vein from the mouth. So that's going to be great with some of the docs and some of the vegans that are iron deficient. So the reason why you're spraying them, they get absorbed because your tissues in the mouth Correct. are more receptive or receptive enough to... Uh, these vitamins that they can get right into your bloodstream. It goes right? right into your capillaries, right into your jugular vein. It's called the buccal cell. Oh, but, okay. And, but but, that's a perfect description for the layman's version. It goes and, right in. As opposed to going through the stomach where you have all sorts of stomach acids and uh, the the ingestion is tends to be more complicated there, right? So this is a more direct route for... Yes, and many, many people have digestive issues where they cannot break down anything like a pill. If there's any digestive diseases that they have, um, or if you're taking an antacid, anybody's taking, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to say names, but even over-the-counter things, they're not going to be having enough acid to break down vitamins. That's true. That would be me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I did find these more effective. The other thing is I did go on your website and looked at your testimonials, and you have actual data from people who've been taking these vitamins who've gone to the doctor and gotten their blood tested for D-levels. yes. Very, very, very thrilled. And one of my nutritionists, I think her level was 13. She got it up to 48. You should be around 50 for optimal health. The important thing with vitamins is you take the right ones. Like you started to say, Elizabeth, many people take too many. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you need, what's age appropriate, get some buy-in from your doctor, hopefully, get some levels tested, and do what you need to do to age positively and have optimal health. Thank you very much, Janet. What is your website again? It's spectraspray.com. So S-P-E-C-T-R-A spray.com. And you'll see everything there. And if anyone wants to use a coupon for Save $5, just use Save 5 at checkout. And they can look on there for advice and they can contact somebody if they want some help. Absolutely. We have two nutrition advisors that are available for them. Great. Well, thank you very much, Janet. You're welcome. Thank you. This is Richard and Elizabeth on Passage to Profit, WOR 710. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later, and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world. QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our next contestant is Delroy and Barbara Davis talking about their new invention relating to wheels. You have two minutes. Go. I'd like to say hello to y'all listening audience. I'd like to start by saying uh, this um, wheel assembly. Uh, if you'd like to, you can go to YouTube and look at Wheel Assembly, Barbara Davis, and look at the first four videos you see for yourself. But it starts off with um, a mold, separate molds, a female half and a male half. The male half is considered 
the front of the rim. The female is the back part of the rim. And on the male front, on the other side, you have holes, alignment peg holes. You had alignment uh, screw holes that threaded. And on the female side, you have alignment pegs and alignment holes that are no threads. The screws go through that goes to the other side where the male side is at. And you also have a gasket that lines along the edge behind the alignment pegs. When these two pieces are molded, the wheel assembly itself is molded onto both pieces separately. And when that is done, you have a course where you bring the two pieces together, sandwich in a tire. By alignment, the alignment packs will come together and you put the bolts in there that secures the tire on the rim. And once that is compressed, the, uh, the gas itself is compressed, which keeps air from escaping. Anyone can do this of appropriate age. Anyone. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Mm-hmm. And it keeps you from running back and forth to a mechanic shop to getting it done. You can do it at home yourself. Mm-hmm. And not running in the rain, not going in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, it's at your own convenience. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is very universal. It's for trucks, mm-hmm. cars, motorcycles, and buses. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd just like to add that our invention is capable of various arrangements and is not limited by modes of manufacture or materials used. The aim of our system is to provide a new and improved tire rim that has all the advantages and none of the disadvantages of typical rims. The construction of our wheel assembly will equal or exceed, or exceed the strength and integrity of current rim systems while allowing case of extraction and replacement. So wouldn't you want to ride on our rims? <laughs> yes. uh, so, you know, can I so, just ask one question quick? Sure. So Delroy, Man. you told me the story of how you came up with this. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, do you want to go through that again real yes, quick? Yes, ma'am. Um, it started off where I had this uh, particular tire in a car. And um, it was several days I was trying to patch this uh, hole up in the tire. And I just couldn't get that thing patched with the plug. And I was frustrated. So one day I got up. And I was on my way to work. Now, we only had one car in the family. So if I had, she had to take me to car, work, she, she had the car. So I am go outside, and I look at the tire, and I, it's flat. I said, you know, no problem. I got a spare tire in the car. So I look and get the spare tire. That's flat. So I thought <laughs> I had enough air in the tire to get to the gas station and get some air in the tire. So I get to the gas station. It was about two or three miles from home. And the air pump was broke. <laughs> no. So I said, I, I said, I, I drove back on the flat tire. I caught frustrated and late for work. And I got my bicycle pump up and I pumped that up enough air to get me to another gas station. It was even further out. But I got the, I got the um, idea when I came home from work. I said, something got to be done with this. And uh, I, was, I sit on my step and I just, it just came to me. I said, what if I can start chaining the tire myself at home and just stop plugging it up? Because you know you get a, a hole in the side of the tire, the tire ain't no good still. Mm-hmm. Not just the, um, the surface around it, but uh, that's the story. So, uh, so, so I had the opportunity to see the, yes, the, the rim yes, uh, in, in the uh, waiting area before yes, the show, and it really is uh, an incredible invention. So what it is is if you can imagine – 
uh, a tire rim and that's cut in half down the center. So you have a back end and a front end. That's right. And those two pieces can be joined together. And there's a gasket in there where they join together. Mm-hmm. And you can put the... Alignment pegs. You, can, you have alignment pegs to make sure that everything lines up right. Mm-hmm. And you sandwich this between your tire. And right? once they're uh, together, they're flush. And no grooves in it. Just like an ordinary rim. Right. And so flush. normally, if you want to change the tires on your car... You have to go to the gas station, which may not be convenient, and they have to have a special tire machine that wrenches the tire off the rim. And so this invention eliminates the need to go All that. to the gas station. All of it. You, yes, can, you can swap out your tires at home. You can replace it. You can go to AutoZone, pick up your own tire, bring it back to your garage. Do it you can separate the rims. You can replace the put in the new tire and you can close it up yourself and you don't have to figure out some way to get this heavy tire and rim to a gas station to have it have it fixed precisely and so it's a very simple easy way to improve your uh to to swap out tires and um another great thing about the invention too is that if you wanted to change rim styles right you could do that. You could have different rim styles, and it would be very easy to switch the rim styles without the having the yeah the, the, the front, front side. side. Right. You only need to buy one half, one half, the new half, and you can get different rim styles. That's correct. And you can change that if you want to. There's That's a lot right. of car people out there who really like to swap out That's their right. their different rims. Yes, sir. So it's really an extraordinary step forward, Thank and. You. I would encourage all of our listeners to go to the website, gearheartlaw.com, and look at Passage to Profit, and we'll have a video posted there of uh, Delroy's invention, and I think any car aficionado is going to love this. So, so, Richard, you have four tires sitting in the garage waiting for one of the tires on the truck to go bad. I'm thinking you could change that yourself. So, so that, I mean, that's a great point, because those are snow tires, right? And... Um, in order to, to get them swapped out, I have to load them into the truck and drive them to the gas station and pay some somebody to take all the tires off mm-hmm. the rims. And lots of times if you have a broken rim or something like that too, or a bent rim and it doesn't keep the mm-hmm. air, it's a lot easier, I think, if you use uh, your system, right? So only, It's only done with a useful wrench. And this will go with any, and you can basically put this rim on any vehicle, like any sort yes, of... Yes, sir. Wow. With just a wrench. That's amazing. I prefer a torque wrench. But you want torque at least about 25 PSI. The same amount of torque that goes on to your uh, lug nuts on your wheel, between 25 and 35 PSI. I have a question. Yes, sir. Uh, Adam Samuel here again. Um, I don't know anything about tires and cars, so start from there. But where are you up to with this invention? I'm listening to you. I was thinking I'm either listening to the future of wheel design, um, but are you finding... Uh, car manufacturers or tire manufacturers that are, are interested in buying your technology? Well, right now, um, I'm doing a lot of work on social media. Now I make that contact. But um, interesting you brought that up because uh, I went to did some market analysis. And they said that back in 2014, there was approximately 907 million vehicles on the road. Then they said by two. 2035, they expect approximately 1 billion 700 million cars on the road. They go, and they said, with that kind of number, they're going to need at least 
six billion eight hundred million tires and rims to help the need for that market. And that ain't then got the substance to do that with yet. You really have something here, I mm-hmm. think. You know, are you working with Lisa yes. Askelis? Yes. Yes. So Lisa Askelis was on our show before. She helps people like Delroy and Barbara take their product all the way to market and really blow it out there and sell it. So I feel like the next time I see you guys, you're going to be millionaires. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you're going to be rolling down the road. Yes. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I promise I'll give um, Richard a set up. we give uh, his uh, tires on his truck. Okay. Yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'll take that any day. Thanks a lot, Delroy and Barbara, for joining us. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect. Contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. We're down to our third and final pitch. Last but certainly not least, this is a very cool product too. Uh, we've had great pitches today. This is another fantastic one. The Mobile Wiz with Damian Winter. Hi, my name is Damian Winter and I want to thank you, Elizabeth and Richard. I'm really and truly excited to be here and I would like to share a project that I've worked on in my garage and it started in my garage called Mobile Wiz. MobileWiz is a cell phone iPad accessory that enable you to remain hands-free. You simply place it on your lap and you can position your iPad or cell phone in both landscape and portrait view. The problem that I was trying to fix is I've seen countless people everywhere holding their device, their cell phones in their hands, holding the charger along with the cord in their hands in addition to holding the headphone cords. And I thought, wow, surely there's got to be a way. The thing is, they have countless accessories that requires a stable countertop for you to enact with your phone. Most of these devices are uh, not portable, and um, it takes some time to set up and put on the surface. So I see a lot of people using water bottles to hold their phones, any type of gadgets that they can find. So I thought, hmm. What, wouldn't it be a great idea if you can use your own body as a surface to uh, hold your device? So I started doing research, and I found they had nothing like that on the market. So I got some people that could help me, and um, we started working on a patent. So we filed the uh, non-provisional patent, and then I started working. I thought, well, how could I make this happen? I went in my garage and I took some cardboard box and I cut out sides of them and um, I then went on and created a prototype out of PVC pipe, sourced some companies in China and here we are now with the MobileWiz platform. 
And I had the pleasure to see this at Lisa Ascalisa's conference, and it's really impressive. It, it goes on one leg, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily go on your whole lap, or it could go either way. It goes on one leg. And so it's kind of a heavy leather that you put on your leg, and you put the phone there, and then you can do whatever while you're typing on the phone. You're not holding your phone. So this is great for riding on the bus, riding on the train, anywhere, right? Yeah, one of the main problems that I would like to fix is people that are unfortunate and disabled, they're in a wheelchair most of the time, and I've seen them roll the wheelchair with the phone on their lap. And with the MobileWiz platform on the lap, it just makes it so much easier. Because it doesn't move around. It doesn't move around, correct. Right. So that's the biggest problem. I mean, when I'm trying to text something, (laughs) we won't talk about that, but um, when I'm trying to text something, it just like, if it moves around and shaking like on the train and everything, it's a nightmare. So... Yeah, I think this is a really great product, and I know that Adam wanted to say something specifically about it. I was fascinated by the origin of the idea in helping the disabled because uh, certainly where I come from, the home of the Paralympics, we don't think of disability now as disability. We think of it almost as a challenge or as an opportunity. And when you are in a wheelchair, we have one of the most powerful people in modern sport in Britain, Baroness Tanny Gray-Thompson, who, if she's not in a wheelchair, is a bundle of bones, literally. But when she's in a wheelchair, she's the most powerful person in Britain in sport. And I can just see her with, a, with one of your devices on her lap yeah. in her wheelchair yeah. um, doing her thing. Having said that, I've been traveling on the New York subway this week. And frankly, I've had problems trying to cope with uh, an iPhone and trying to type things. Um, I actually have to write. I do a tiny bit of university teaching and one of the issues I've got is I've got to correct a dissertation this week. And I'd really like to be able to do it off my iPhone without a stable base. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you seem to have an idea here that, that has a lot of mileage in that respect. Yeah, no, this is great. And so it also has uh, spots for accessories, chargers, cables, uh, all the other stuff that you might want with your iPhone too. So it kind of keeps everything together in one spot, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've usually got all of my cables and everything strewn all over my briefcase. And so uh, this is uh, definitely a, a really convenient way to use your iPhone. So, so how many different styles do you have? Because I, I remember seeing you at uh, Lisa's conference and you had a whole table full of uh, iPhone carriers. Uh, tell us a little bit about the different styles and why you have these different styles. Yeah, I have uh, 18 different styles, and part of the reason I wanted them to not be not just be a functioning product, but to look pleasing to the eye. So you want to have a stylish. So you have a little bling on your on your carriers, right? Yeah, a little bit of chrome, a little bit of gold and black and green and black. Uh, some of the designs that I have or I build that uh, can enable kids. Uh, to interact with their device. For instance, if you have your kids in the back seat of a car, you're on a trip to grandma's house. Why not strap them in a seat and have uh, put on a video and they don't have to hold the, uh, the device in their hands? And we have a lot of portable chargers on the market. So you can always charge one up and stick it in one of the uh, pockets on the platform and they could have plenty of battery life while you do the trip. So Juan, do you want one of these for your plane ride home? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I saw him out there demonstrating that as well. I'm like, that's really slick, especially with, like Richard said, all of the different accessories that come with it. And I like that you can kind of prop your phone up with it so it's not laying down so I can really kind of like I'm watching TV so to speak yeah and one issue for all of us uh, particularly those of us getting a bit more senior um, is the fact that we like to read things 
and we don't actually benefit from looking downwards when reading. So to be able to read books on a stable platform would yeah. be a marvelous thing. What I do for a living, I'm a, a pilot, commercial, a licensed commercial pilot, and I'm also a technician. So uh, when I'm acting the role of a technician, we're called to address an issue on the aircraft, fully boarded, ready to go, uh, some mechanical issues. And I usually fix the problem. It's not a big deal. I'm more curious to see what the passengers are doing with their devices. And I'd have to say 90% of them have the device on their lap. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, one of that 90%. Yeah, yeah I, li- I like the placement. I also like all the pockets in there. Like you have designed the pockets specifically for components that people would use with their devices. So it's really handy. It's like, well, I probably shouldn't say this, a man purse. <laughs> and a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all the well, stuff I'm I secure put... in my masculinity, so I'm happy to use one. But all the stuff that I cram into my purse for my devices, you have a little pocket for in this carrier that you have. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, and it really and it's very organized. It makes it very easy. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your marketing strategy for this, and how much do they cost, and where can people get one if they're interested? I have two styles. Well, style one is. Uh, incorporate the means to wrap it around in Velcro on your lap. Those are great for kids. And I have another style for adults that simply just you place on your lap and it's weighted down and so you can easily uh, remove it at your leisure. Um, for the wraparound version, I'm, I'm, it's going to be uh, 39 bucks, and for the other version, it's $49. It's a brand new product for the market. That's great. And have you started production yet or where are you in that part of the process. I have the first production run, the minimum order, uh, minimum minimum quantity that I could have ordered is 5,000 units and 18 different styles and colors available in my garage. Right. So do we find them on your website? Where do we find these? They will be on the website. I just received them and the website is being updated. So by the end of the week, all the different styles are going to be on the website. And your website. Web- website is Mobile Wiz with a Z? Yes, Mobile Wiz USA. Okay, com. so M-O-B-I-L-E-W-I-Z-U-S-A dot com. Correct. And we'll be able to order them at the end of the week. Yes. Awesome. I know what I'm getting, Richard, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let so, me guess. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get you one of everything we heard here today. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Load love, up that credit card. I'll just get a new one. I think they're all maxed out. I'll just get a new one. No, just no, kidding. no. <laughs> I, think, so, I think Juan and I put a stop to that one. <laughs> so we've come to the end of our pitch time. That was fantastic, Damien. Thank you. And uh, we're going to take a break. WOR 710. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. 
All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Glad to have you back to Passage to Profit on WOR. We've come to the end of our presentations this evening, and they were all great. They were all great presentations, and now I promise not to take out another credit card to pay for all these things. <laughs> I'm so glad that we had such great people on our show, all talking about one of my favorite things, money. And remember, everyone, to go to the Passage to Profit page at GearhartLaw.com. That's spelled G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. And there you can vote for your favorite project. So the pitches we had this evening, the first pitch was Janet Ryan Spectra Spray Globals Vitamin Spray. Second pitch was Delroy and Barbara Davis, the wheel rim assembly for changing tires, which I confess I don't really understand, but everybody that has ever changed a tire is like, oh, my God, this is going to change everything. And then um, Damien Winter with Mobile Wiz, which is a very cool product that I think that we all need. So now go to the Passage to Profit page on the Gearhart Law website, spelled <laughs> G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W, and make your choice. Remember, you can only vote once, and you have until next Sunday at 7 p.m. to vote. Uh, this evening's pitch contestants will also receive a Passage to Profit t-shirt, and the best overall vote-getter for the month will receive an Amazon gift card. And before we sign off, thank you to everyone who participated today, and Adam for being our special unexpected guest, but it was pretty cool having you here. I love hearing the pitches each week, and, you know, I'm not going to be able to vote on which one is my favorite because I want them all. And, well, the tired thing for Richard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you some but, uh, wheel rims for okay. Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I want some really cool, like, could you change out my, no, anyway. I think these inventions really show human ingenuity at its best. I know I say that every week, but I really feel that way. And that's what I just love about being in the entrepreneurial space. Juan, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. maybe you could give us some final tips here on What are the top three things that our listeners should know about credit and maintaining good credit? I would think the the first thing would be understand that bad credit and good credit comes from it's more of an internal issue. Um, If you have bad credit, you need to look at the reason why you have the bad credit. Is it your lack of education? Is it your bad spending? Um, You know, address the internal issues related to the credit issues themselves. Secondly, I would say parents do a better job of educating your kids related to credit information. Um, There's so much that's out there. Um, There's so many predatory lenders that are waiting for your kids in college, as Richard stated earlier. Um, Make sure you educate them. Um, Understand, too, that there are ways to build credit without you going into debt and applying for it. Like I said earlier, there's ways to report your rental history. There's ways to save money and build credit at the same time. So look into different options. It's 2018. No one should really have shady credit. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth had mentioned our son contacted us this morning via text about getting a second credit card. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, one of the justifications for it was, well, help me build better credit. And my response to him was, well... That sounds like an advertisement on a website for a credit card. (laughs) That's who sold you the card. That's what they told you. (laughs) So, Adam, any parting words? Yes. um, One of the things I thought was fascinating about our pitches, that each of them 
had a target audience. Um, it's very easy to be very, very clever. There are lots of very, very bright people in this world. Um, but each business idea has to have an end customer, a, a price that the end customer can afford to pay, and a reason why it contributes to the world in, in general, because if it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And perhaps that could influence the way we think about the pitches. And uh, I totally agree with one about credit, as you can probably tell. Uh, above all else, take responsibility for your own credit position. Uh, don't let a lender do it for you. It's your money. Spend it wisely. Borrow it wisely. That's great advice. And um, I remember once I was reading a book about photography, and the author of the book was something of a, a miser. He was a brilliant photographer, some beautiful black and white pictures, but he talked about the equipment trap that photographers can get into just buying new pieces of photographic equipment. You go to the catalog, you get all excited about it, and you, you spend money on your, on your hobby. And he said, I would not buy a piece of equipment for photography unless I thought about it at least for two months before actually executing the order and making sure that this was a piece of equipment that I really needed. And he said, I had recently spent six months debating on whether I needed a second pair of tongs for my dark room. That sounds like you. <laughs> it does. Oh, can I tell one more story real quick? When we moved to New Jersey from Atlanta and housing prices were unbelievable, 10 times what we were paying in Atlanta for the same thing, the bank okayed us for double what we thought we could spend. And this real estate agent was showing us these houses that were like... I don't really think we can afford this. And the bank was like, oh, yeah, no. So we bought a house half of what the bank said we could borrow. And we were really glad we did because then when Richard started his business, we had the money for that. You have to kind of plan for a rainy day, right? And you have to be a little conservative, but you also have to be smart. I mean, it was a, a good investment for us, and I'm, I'm glad that we did that. And Elizabeth, who, who likes to spend money a little, a little bit more <laughs> than I do, has kind of taught me it's okay to have fun once in a while and enjoy oh, the fruits yeah. of your labors, too. So you can't be so constrained that you never enjoy anything either. I wouldn't be out here if I didn't enjoy something. <laughs> <laughs> but credit cards can be a trap. They can be a necessary evil for your business as long as you know you can pay it back. But you're losing money every month when you're paying a credit card. So in that note, now you've had your lecture for today, and <laughs> we would like to thank you and all of our pitchers and our producer, Noah Fleischman, and our sound engineer, Rob Barretts, who really makes this sound good on the radio, and our media maven, Kenya Gibson, and the whole iHeart team. And don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And you listeners can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart on iHeart with Passage to Profit, WOR 710, the voice of New York. <laughs>